You ready to do this? Ready as I'll ever be. Will you ever be ready, though? No. Welcome back to another episode of State of the Shunion. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for sticking in and listening this far in. Or maybe this is your first one, in which case, thanks for nothing. <laughs> Listen, we don't know if they're loyal yet. If they've only gotten, how far are we in? Like 30 seconds? Maybe by the time I edit this, 10 seconds? I'm not thanking them yet. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, don't give credit just yet. There you go. Well, on today's episode, we're going to recap our recent trip to Chicago for ComplexCon. We're going to mm. talk about the booths we saw, what mm. we didn't see, our mm. favorites in show. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I lost it so bad. <laughs> we're going to talk about our favorites in show and uh, maybe what we do differently. The, the final summary, the takeaway of the trip. Synopsis. Ooh, Frank Synopsis. Ooh. I'm your co-host, Ryan Landry. And I'm your co-host, Tanner Young. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So before we get into today's episode, I actually wanted to go through and talk about a new segment that we're running here on State of the Shunion. Say what? Exactly. Ooh. What? I said it because you asked me to. <laughs> Tell the people what they in for. We're now doing a segment called Friday Flex. <clears throat> Where every Friday we're going to invite you guys to post your flex that day. It could be your shoes, it could be your outfit, just whatever is making you feel like you're large and in charge on Friday. Post it to your Instagram story and tag State of the Shunion for a chance to get your story reshared to ours and for a chance to get a shout out on the next episode we film after that one. Boom. So this week's Friday's flex goes out to Lord Chop. Chop, chop. The Lords. <laughs> By the way, you're not free to take that sample and use it for your own personal promotion. That stays on this episode and it doesn't go anywhere else. Because we're here for the Friday Flex. Who's flexing on a Friday? It's you. Note to myself in the future, if you don't take that and move it to the front of this segment, you messed up so bad. <laughs> uh, so Friday Flex this week is Lord Chop. Be sure next week, post your Friday Flex, tag us in your story for a chance to get a shout out on the next episode. Tanner's going to sing your Instagram name. Why wouldn't you want that? Exactly. That's. I feel like that's the only reason people listen. Mm. Well, let's dive into the meat. It was my voice. It was my voice. I was going to say dive into the meat of this week's episode, but maybe diving into the meat doesn't sound that good. No, I like it. Hashtag dive into the meat. <laughs> How long will we spend on an intro? <laughs> Let's jump into the content of today's episode. We're going to talk about ComplexCon. If you're not familiar, ComplexCon is a convention that happens. It's usually once a year. This year is the first year where they do it twice put on by Complex Media, where they invite a lot of major streetwear, shoe, artist brands, and things like that to come together for a convention for two days. It's typically held in Long Beach. This year was the first year that they did an additional convention in Chicago, and all the brands come together. They set up booths. They sell whatever they're peddling that day, and we go in there with our wallets just to the brim, mm. trying to burn it all on frivolous purchases. Exactly. Everything my mama told me not to do. Mm. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Yeah, really sorry. <laughs> 
for a number of reasons, but also just that one specifically. Mm -hmm. So I figure that we could start with talking about some of the booths we saw, uh, specifically, you know, some of our favorites maybe that we saw there. So the first one that I wanted to bring up is Rello. Rello's an artist out of Chicago, uh, lately been doing a lot of cool artwork. I think traditionally he's done more prints. I know he's done a coloring book. He's done t-shirts, but lately he's been getting into sculptures, plushes, things like that. So at his booth, he had a sculpture that he was releasing called Ozzy, Ozzy the Bad Mouse, which is made to be his take sort of on Mickey Mouse. It was a 13 inch tall figure. It retailed for $250. Big boy, big boy, tall boy. He had that and he also had uh, this plush called Ruby, which is meant to be his take on Minnie Mouse. And I think the plushes retail for one twenty or one fifty around there. The plush was uh, it was awesome, definitely for a plush. It was a it was quite a big pillow. It's a large plush. I think it's close to like twenty inches or something like that. It was really big, and it was a it was a profile. Um, I guess design of Ruby. I saw that and I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm not that big into figures, so I guess that might have been why I was more into the plush of Ruby. But I thoroughly enjoyed that, um, and I thought it was just really, I guess, unique that at the Rello booth they had a like mascot. Yeah, a guy in a costume of Ozzy. I <laughs> thought that was. I thought that was just. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Like you could go up, take a picture, things like that. It was just super funny. Yeah. That was such a nice touch. So the only bummer of that booth is that by the time we got there, they'd sold out of Aussie figures. Mm. Yes. Womp womp. And common theme. Common theme. Stay tuned. That's going to be a recurring theme on today's episode. So (laughs) uh, the booth was really well done. Another booth that I really enjoyed was gallery F, which is a local gallery based out of Chicago. Their booth was exhibiting the works of J.C. Rivera, who does a character named Bear Champ, and another artist named Wizard Skull. The big uh, release that they had there was, of course, Bear Champ, the figure. This is the round two that they're doing of them. And he had uh, the boxing shorts on, which are done in a colorway of the Chicago flag. And I have the, uh, the original version one of this figure that he did. And I went really hoping to get this figure with the Chicago boxing shorts. And uh, well, as we're learning, that was mm. that was gone as well. Big old nope. Mm. So I guess we could also, you know, backpedal a little bit. We went to Complex Con on Sunday, which is day two of the trade show. Yeah. And so I imagine that a lot of it was gone before we even got halfway through Saturday. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think the early entry tickets mm-hmm. uh, probably definitely went. I don't know how many booths were doing a one purchase per person. So, yeah. And even then, I mean, there's no good way to stop the people who are trying to buy them just to resell them. So yeah. last I checked, the Aussie figures from Rello's booth retailed at 250 and were reselling on eBay around 500. And then the Bear Champ figure from the Gallery F booth retail, I think, was 45, maybe 60 or something like that. And those are reselling on eBay for around three hundred dollars. Yeah, not uh, not bad. Eh, it ain't cheap by any means. No. Oh, yo, the ice cream truck is passing outside. I hope the mics pick it up. Okay, close your eyes. And well, if you've already been listening with your eyes closed, that's kind of creepy. But close your eyes. Was that the ice cream truck or was that Tanner singing it? Hmm. Leave your mentions in our tweets. (laughs) What? 
Yo, mentions in the tweets. That's where it's at. So yeah, the Bear Champ figure was available from the Gallery F booth. They also had a large Bear Champ statue in there that was a couple feet tall, maybe like three or four feet. That was really cool from a pop-up that they'd done um thursday night at gallery f so i really like that booth yeah they had a they had a lot i think that's a a big thing that was really great to walk around and see a lot of the non-purchables just thing that made their booth made you want to go to their booth uh, which was really which was really cool to just be able to see these big pieces and just admire you know the artistry behind them definitely yeah so JC Rivera, uh, Wizard Skull, Rello, a few of the Chicago artists represented there, but also doing his own booth, Scent Rock. Scent Rock had a booth there. Yeah, that was uh, really cool. Scent Rock was also at the booth. Yeah, so you could meet him. Yeah, got to go shake his hand, which was uh, a weird feeling. Like, why is that? Kind of, I, I guess, like, kind of starstruck, like, mm. not expecting to see the artist you know behind all the the figures and the and the graffiti and mm-hmm. just his art and how i've kind of grown to really admire scent rock's work uh so not expecting to see him and then get to see him was uh really it was unsuspected so it was it was awesome that was another great thing that complex con gives you the ability to do is to meet the artists that you've followed for years and and you've never had the opportunity to interact with them. I mean, we stayed for, I mean, probably a good five minutes just talking to him. Yeah, just catching up with him. And, you know, while he was, by Sunday, his booth was cleared out. He had nothing left. He also released a figure over there, uh, just an addition of 30. I think he released 20 pieces on Saturday and then saved 10 for Sunday. But by the time we got in, they were gone. Yeah. Uh, But still super nice, super cool. His booth, he had a small little corner, but it was such the beauty that he had was, was really great. He had this really big figure that was kind of on a pedestal and he had kind of like a wire fence that was around it with rose petals and kind of like candles by the feet of it it just looked really great and like you said by the time we got to the booth it was all cleared out there was maybe a couple t-shirts but he had some uh buttons yeah some little pins and we and you were like well how much for this And he's like you know what just go ahead if you want one you can take one so that was really uh really awesome of him to just be like hey i'm glad he was very appreciative that we wanted to go and interact with him. So I thought that was really awesome. That part of the booth really stood out to me. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, the booth itself was really well done, but the experience of getting to meet the artist that, you know, we've both kind of followed for a while now. Super cool. Yeah, that really was cherry the cake for that, uh, that booth. And then another kind of booth, not booth, don't really know how to describe it, was the Heritage Auctions. Yeah. Uh, that was just, it was wild to see all of this collection of cause um and the brick bear and just the memorabilia that that was there for a silent auction mm-hmm. was really great um getting to see the first i guess pressing of the cause figures um, oh yeah the done. first batch that they'd done bendy those were there yeah yeah i thought that was just a really awesome awesome thing to see my favorite of the ones was the star wars cause figures oh yeah yeah yeah. he did a run of those a while ago where he did darth vader a stormtrooper and boba fett yeah and yeah those are super rare they go pretty high in value so to see some in person is not an experience that you get very often yeah so that was really great i love that and then the interactability of the booth with Mm -hmm. the bus stop yeah like full size crazy yeah so if you're not familiar cause is a street artist that grew up in new york maybe new jersey i don't know too much but uh, he got a lot of his start by he would take 
the ads that were in phone booths, like Calvin Klein ads and things like that. He had a key that could open them up. He would take the ad that was in their home to his studio. He would draw his character in and incorporate it and then go back and install it back in the booth. So what Heritage Auctions had at their booth was one of his ads that he'd done forever ago uh, on display, but in an actual phone booth. And you could go and they had uh, like paint markers and you could go and tag the booth. You could stick or slap it, whatever you wanted. So yeah, to have that piece on display, but in a way that was interactive was a really cool thing. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. So we went, um, and before we went, we stopped by Ruckus, and they gave us a couple stickers. Mm. So we slapped a Ruckus sticker on this cause booth, so it'll eventually get auctioned off. And it's just really cool to think that um, you know this art piece is going to have a piece of Lafayette on it. Shout out to Ruckus Skate Shop for just, you know, for holding it down, for being real. Shout out to yeah. You're talking about meeting artists. Did you did you get to meet Cause? Was Cause there? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, so sorry you didn't get to meet him, but you know, maybe all the auctions go towards a good cause. Jesus. If you could see the look he's giving me right now, it's really good. I really hope you like edit in like a Seinfeld baseline after that. I thought it was gonna be more of the like wah wah wah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. I like mm. that too. Either way. Can we have both? played at the same time yes yeah wow i'm so sorry for what you guys just heard okay (laughs) (laughs) moving on to some of the other booths we did want to talk a little bit about the complex con merch that they had available for sale there if you're not familiar uh complex con pretty much all of the artwork is done by an artist named takashi murakami who's Pretty well known for doing a lot of his art with Kanye for uh, the graduation album. He also did Kids See Ghost. And lately he's been working with Billie Eilish on some of her visuals. So he does a lot of the artwork that gets uh, printed on the t-shirts. So they had what? They had t-shirts. They had chairs. They had tables. They had plushes. They had pool floats. They had umbrellas. like Jackets. I mean, it was, it was almost one of those things where you name it, they had it. Exactly. Well, and I mean, they said they had it. And when we got to the front of the line, we realized... It was a lie. (laughs) It was facetious. We were bamboozled. They hand you an order sheet and then you wait in line for, I don't know, what was it, like 20, 30 minutes? Something like that. Yeah, something. And then you get to the front of the line and then you realize they have most of the things crossed off. Yeah. You can't really get them. So everything looked really cool. They actually opened up the ComplexCon gift shop online. I think it was yesterday, maybe day before. Houston and I were looking at it. I got the email. Oh, you got the email? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So they sent a little blast. Weird flex, but okay, out here bragging about getting emails. You know what I mean? I don't unsubscribe. You don't unsubscribe, just like our followers. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. Please. Was, was that a natural segue? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Natural like tails on people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? That means that it's not really natural, but it happens. Yeah, I've just, is that a saying? I said it, so I mean, yeah. Okay. Is that what constitutes what a saying is? Yep. Well, I'm just saying that Vita had a really good booth at the show. We're getting better at segways. <laughs> segways. Mm. Vita had a booth at uh, ComplexCon as well. Vita's a company based out of Chicago as well. A lot of Chicago artists were represented with their own booths, which was really cool. Um, their booth, they still had a surprising amount left when we got there on Sunday, which was nice. So I got a little teddy bear that's wearing a t-shirt that says Chicago over everything, which is one of their designs. The Vita booth was really great. The teddy bear I thought was really cool. It had just a little t-shirt. I like kind of the, I guess, mirrored text that they had on the t-shirt. 
it was nice to be able to make some type of purchase being there on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. I think that was the first thing that I picked up from the show was the Vita Teddy Bear. And well, it was one of the only things I picked up from the show because there really wasn't too much available there. But eh, that's what, the way life is. What you going to do? Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and another cool Chicago brand that had a booth there was Juggernaut. Juggernaut's a streetwear brand uh, in Chicago down on Dearborn Street downtown. Their booth was really cool. They're the ones that had the big like fake grass wall with the neon sign in front of it. I looked through their merch a little bit. It looked like a lot of what they typically have online. So I don't know if they did any new releases for Complex Con and maybe they all just sold out. The Juggernaut booth was its whole. I mean, honestly, when you were standing there, you kind of forgot you were at Complex Con. Yeah, definitely. They had one of the a prettiest great booths. visual, the music coming behind it. It was great to just stand there for a minute i really mm-hmm. enjoyed that it was kind of like you really got that like tunnel vision for this booth so it was i thought that was really good i love the the visual that they had with the grass wall with their neon sign mm-hmm. it was just it was beautiful yeah definitely one of the prettiest booths there so as we were on the hunt oh my for some complex con goodies yes a company called Pintrill. did you say pinterest No, I said Pintrill. (laughs) (laughs) They were doing a scavenger hunt. Ooh. Yeah. So I am a I'm a big enamel pin fanatic. I really enjoy collecting them and and seeing that. So uh the Pintrill booth was great. And as I'm there looking at everything that they have, one of the, the people working the booth comes to me and says, Hey, by the way, we're doing a scavenger hunt. And it was kind of a scavenger hunt like they had a map and it literally said go to this booth and say you want a pin but i thought that was super cool that pin trill was like hey we're gonna kind of force you to go see some booths that maybe you wouldn't be interested in Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed that they kind of they they collaborated with the booth yeah so you would go to Let's so you would go to the Reebok booth, mm-hmm. and the pin for the booth was it was the basketball that they had at the Reebok booth, yeah, but on a pin. So I thought it was really great that they did this kind of side collaboration with other booths at Complex Con, and you got to get a sweet enamel pin, and it was just a fun extra thing to do while you were at Complex Con. Yeah, and well, for you, it was one of those things, I think once we quickly realized that we weren't going to get any of the things, or at least many of the things that we went with the intention of getting, Yeah. but the Pintrill scavenger hunt was like a viable option of something fun to do that you kind of quickly turned to like, okay, I'm shifting my focus and we're just going to go do this now. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. But hey, it was fun. It was We were able to cop pins. Got some pins. Yeah, I thought that was really great. I thought it was a fun little kind of thing that they had. Uh, and one of the booths that they got was the Urban Outfitters chinatown market collab booth yeah Yeah. pop-up experience yeah so they were doing a the urban outfitters was a crocs booth so you could buy i thought i don't know if that was for the meme i don't know what it was (laughs) but crocs back let us know i loved that urban outfitters was at complex con selling crocs and let me tell you what they were selling the Monday, so the day after Complex Con, I saw maybe four people wearing the Chinatown Crocs. Yeah, definitely. I almost bought the Chinatown Crocs, but I was like, I don't want to spend $70 on Crocs when I'm going <laughs> to buy something else. Uh, hindsight, 
did not buy anything else. Could have yeah. bought the Chinatown Crocs. Well, we didn't Crocs. know at that time. Yeah, uh, but it was great. The Urban Outfitters booth, you could buy the Crocs. You could buy the, I'm not sure what they call it, but accessories that kind of like clip into the Croc. If you're a real Croc fan, let us know what those things are called. Yeah, please. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Again, like I said, I don't know if it was for the meme or what, but Crocs at ComplexCon I thought was just real good. Do you think when they got their shipment in and they were like, loading in all the boxes and security stopped and asked them like hey what's in the boxes and they're like oh that's a bunch of croc <laughs> it was so hard to follow and I, it it's like i knew where it was going but i didn't and then now that i'm here i don't know yeah you're hurt now i'm so sorry that i brought you to this place well since the momentum pretty much died on that bad joke, I guess that's a pretty natural segue into the next segment, which is things we didn't see in person, things that we thought we were going to see going into it, but either they sold out or we just didn't make it, or for whatever reason, we didn't get to put eyes on the situation. Yeah, very also common theme. Mm. <laughs> very common theme. Uh, so some of the things being the collaboration that Leaders 1354 did with the Hundreds, they had t-shirts. I don't know that they had a booth there. We walked by the hundreds booth and I didn't see the t-shirts they did, but I think they are available for sale online. Just cool to see the hundreds collabing with a brand like uh, Leaders, another streetwear store based out of Chicago that have like a long history of like developing streetwear culture, not only in Chicago, but just like on a global scale. So yeah, just super cool to see two brands like that Leaders and the hundreds doing a collab on a t-shirt and coming together. Another thing that I thought we might see going into the show, but apparently not, was the next round of Atmos Air Max 1 Safaris that they did. They did three this time. Three different prints, three different animals. Um, there was a, like a giraffe, and then I think a leopard, and then a tiger. You know, I don't know what's happening to all those animals in Africa, but at least we're wearing them on our feet now. Oh, no. Well, I don't know if that's how they make them. I didn't get to see them, so I don't know. I can only assume that's how they make the shoes, because I didn't get to see them. You hear that, Nike? You have to send us the entire collaboration or we will press this issue. <laughs> We're going to start the rumor to all 50 of our followers that that's how these shoes are getting made. They're coming from actual animals. Nike is the big game hunter of the shoe world. You heard it here first, folks. Hot takes. Mm. And then, uh, well, there was a little artist we wanted to see. One one Mr. Q. One Mr. Schoolboy Q. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was really great, ComplexCon. Had a kind of concert that happened to close out ComplexCon and your ticket to the convention also was a ticket to the show. Uh, the artist that we were really into seeing was Schoolboy Q. We ended up not seeing him just because we were kind of done around like four-ish. Oh, I thought it was even sooner than that. He didn't play until seven and like we were done at two or two thirty and I was like, I don't know that we want to stand around here for that long. Yeah, we, we thought about maybe leaving, going get some food, coming back in, um, but we we kind of decided that we'd rather see Chicago yeah. um, since it was my first time there and kind of pass on School Bike U. But I love that he was there, and I think it would have been really great to see him, but it is what it it's is. It's always another day for the Q. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know what else to end on. <laughs> you don't have a joke about the Q? Hot dog on the floor. <laughs> The last shoe. <laughs> Yo, everybody tweet Schoolboy Q, what does titty ass hands in the air mean? I thought it was going to be tweet him hashtag hot dog on the floor. Hot dog on the floor. Ask him the question and then end it with hashtag hot dog on the floor. Ooh, mm. true. We're going to get Let's his get it trending. The last shoe that we wanted to see that we didn't quite get to see was the... No one got to see. Oh, uh, well, if you were there Saturday, they did have them there. But the Chinatown Market and Converse UV color changing shoes 
Those were pretty cool. They look like a normal pair of white Converse Chuck Taylors, the high tops. Mm-hmm. But, under, but there's something going on. There's some science behind this shoe. Mm, some sun science. What? what a vitamin D light to wear these on your feet because they change color in the UV. I'm on fire today, by Yo, the way. Yo, that was amazing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we didn't get to see those there, which was actually one of the few shoes that I was excited about seeing going in. But, oh, well, that's life. Another shoe that we didn't see that I'm sure no one there saw was the Off-White MCA Air Force Ones. These are the blue ones done by the brand Off-White, Virgil Abloh, the designer. Um, These had released previously, but then they decided that they were going to raffle off some pairs over the weekend. Yeah, they were going to raffle. It was going to be plenty fair. You know, we knew we knew there wouldn't be enough to support everyone at the show. But I have a shot. Well, yeah, you do have a shot. And you're lucky because... You know how many they raffled off? Probably, I don't know, maybe 50? Two on Saturday and two on Sunday, actually. Oh, no. That seems like a riot would happen. So maybe, I don't know. I didn't actually hear any backlash over it. Maybe they didn't actually do it, but I didn't see anyone talking about these that they raffled off, supposedly. That went very under the radar. It did, yeah. But they also did a sneakers pass on Monday to grab these shoes at the Nike Lab in Chicago. On Monday. So we saw a few people uh, actually picking up pairs on Monday because we went to the Nike lab. That is true. Yeah. There was a couple people waiting. So I don't know if they were waiting to purchase the shoe or hopefully they were going to pay an unlisted amount of money for someone to like buy it off them right there. Yeah. We just don't know. So those were some of the hype shoes to drop. And then the other pair of hype shoes to drop that we didn't see coming going into it. The Fear of God ones in the Amarillo yellow colorway. Yeah. That came as a big surprise to a lot of people. This being the first Chicago Complex Con, big companies weren't there. You had a lot of Chicago artists, but big companies weren't there. One of the bigger name companies, Nike wasn't there. Yeah, they didn't have a booth. They typically do at the Long Beach Complex Con. So Nike said, well, we won't have a booth, but we are still going to try and put our name on a Complex Con convention. So they did a shock drop kind of geotag for the Fear of God 1 uh, Amarillo colorway. And it caused a big mass rush of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, actually, technically, I guess where you had to be to get the to enter into the, I guess, chance to win them on the sneakers app was technically on some private property. That's what we'd heard. Yeah. So apparently and I mean, it's a it's a geotag thing. And these are really high in demand shoes that everyone wants. So you have that many people that are there, a few thousand with the money ready to do it and they're all into this culture of getting limited sneakers and reselling them or maybe wearing them whoever but you have that many people and you basically just like you know send them all on a scavenger hunt in one area it's bound to get a little bit chaotic and we heard that it did and i think nike definitely in the area they picked because it was not in the convention it was outside of the convention away from the convention so maybe something there maybe we'll see maybe some kind of like news come up about that as to why they chose where they were and hopefully we'll see but that was a pretty big shock drop for the weekend yeah crazy i think you'd put it really you really put it well at one point where you said nike stole the show without even having a booth there yeah and and definitely that and that's how it ended that's how like it was towards the end of the convention on sunday so you know generally the last thing people see is the last thing they remember and that's what they want to talk about so very strategic on Nike's part. Definitely, indeed. So that sort of wraps up the convention itself, uh, the booths inside and what we saw. So I figured we could at least go through and give out, you know, our little trophies, our little awards. Of course, they're, you know, 
they're metaphorical trophies and awards. We don't have mm-hmm. anything physical to give anyone. But they they mean a lot to us. They do. And maybe these people will have someone tell them about this episode because I doubt they'll listen to it. But yeah. maybe they will. We'll reach the people. Mm. So let's talk about our best booths. Okay. Best booths. That's hard to say. That's a lot of alliteration there. That is a lot. So what what did you see around the convention? Which one really stuck out in your mind? My favorite booth at ComplexCon was a company called All Star Press. They do prints and things like that of uh, artist prints. They had a booth that was set up like a pizza shop on a corner store. I mean, like, not only did the booth look like a pizza shop, but they had outside, like, a garbage can. They had, like, telephone wires. They had things like that going to where, like, it felt like a pizza shop on a corner store. And it was just super interactive. I didn't buy anything from it, but that, to me, was my favorite executed booth in terms of just design and space and feel. Yeah, I am a I'm a sucker for, like, the being able to interact yeah. with... A company or, or a booth or whatever it may be and like you said you were so immersed in this booth it was wild so that's my favorite booth what about you what did you really like at the show my takeaway like i kind of said the being able to be immersed was the reebok booth mm-hmm, definitely again kind of like you i didn't purchase anything yeah but i love the fact that they had it set up as if it was a carnival they had behind the i guess registers Mm -hmm. they had three basketball nets yeah or i guess like hoops basically you had three chances to try and make as many as you can if you made all three you got like the top tier of prize if you made two out of three you got the middle tier if you made one out of three you got the lowest tier Mm -hmm. so it was great but then they had a dj booth way up high and above the dj booth there was a single basketball goal and you had one shot i don't know what you got you got to be the dj maybe that would have been amazing. Maybe you, you got to own the company Reebok. I was about to say, if you can make one shot into the the highest basketball goal, you are head of Reebok. You get a shoe deal with Reebok because that's about all it takes because they're desperate. They are. I was about to say, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing to be the CEO of Reebok. Sorry. Why are we firing shots at Reebok? Yo, that's going to be our hot take for State of the Union. Ooh, hot take. So that was our, our best booths. But then obviously you're at ComplexCon. People are bringing serious heat. They heat are to the feet. Heat on the feet in the ooh, street. Ooh, picante toes. Oh, okay. Picante toes. I had to listen to it. I was like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. So what was the best shoes that you saw? Okay. Best shoes that I saw on foot at yeah. ComplexCon. People were we should preface first in. by saying that with that many hype beasts in the area, with that many people in the area, yeah. it's so funny to see these rare and exclusive shoes 30 times in an hour with yeah. everyone wearing them. So we were talking about this previously. All of the allure of Travis Scott Jordan 1s, gone for me. Yeah. When you see 30 of them in an hour, it's just like, You're just like who oh, cares about that shoe anymore? You might, they might have well been wearing Vans. <laughs> it, it might as well have been a general release because you're like, oh, wow, I see everyone wearing them. Not yeah. that special. So that was kind of, I guess that's the funny part of ComplexCon. Yeah. So for me to pick a shoe that was my favorite that I saw there, it really had to stand out. And for me, that was the shoe's that Dan Life was wearing at his booth, which Ooh. were these crystallized Air Jordan 1s of the Chicago colorway. They were just insane. We're, we're going to have to post a picture or something like that. I don't, I don't even know how you walk in them. Yeah, I don't know how you walk in them without destroying them, but they were so crazy. I'd, I'd never seen anything like that. His booth, he had on display these giant Jordan 1 crystal sculptures that he'd done. He did one that was like an all gold, and then he did a Travis Scott one as well. And these are probably like, you know... 
two feet tall, maybe by like, you know, three feet long or something like that. They were just these huge installations. His booth, his booth was definitely a, like an art piece. You went there to just mm-hmm. admire this sculpture. Yeah. And just when, you know, like you're, you're sitting there being impressed by like his booth and what he actually brought. Then you look at his feet and you're like, oh damn, it even goes that far. Okay. Yeah. Then he is all art. Mm, wow. What a compliment. I want someone to describe me like that one day. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of cheating with my best shoes on feet. Okay. I kind of have two. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Maybe cheating. Maybe one, for- one oh. and an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll okay. let it slide. Okay. Cool. My favorite shoe that I saw on foot at Complex Con was the Union Jordan One. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this colorway. I love the collaboration, and I think, like you said, with the Travis Scotts, it still felt unique. Because yeah. I think I only saw two people wearing this shoe. Now, I got to stop you and ask, which colorway are you referring to? The black and red or the blue one? The black and red. Okay. okay. Re- yeah, the black and red. And I think it's also, I, I'm favoriting that one because the Jordan 1 bread toe or the black toe is starting to kind of grow on me. So it kind of has that yeah. colorway, but a serious flex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess like my honorable mention or my part two, however you want to describe it. Someone had the Laker to Chicago colorway. And I've seen a lot of people post online of the way that they try to design it. Sure. But this guy had done like a whole Louis V print around the shoe. Oh, my. And just I guess maybe the time that it would have taken or honestly that that design just looks great. And I thought it was a really good choice for that shoe. That would definitely take some time. Let me tell you, because I have the Laker to Chicago Jordan ones. Ooh. Um I mean, brag. if you well, if you've listened before, you've heard us talk about that story. And that's actually a really funny story. But oh, yeah. uh, the time it take to use acetone just to wipe away the Lakers paint on one shoe was about an hour. My so God. I can't imagine how much time it takes to put a stencil on it and do it with that level of like care and attention to detail. That must have taken him forever. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to those shoes. Those are uh, those were the best shoes that we saw on foot. Mm. But then on foot or on feet. I guess on feet. I mean, presumably they were wearing one shoe on each foot. It's like, should it be teeth brush? Because you don't just brush one tooth. Whoa. What kind (laughs) of podcast is this? (laughs) So those were the best booths. Those were the best shoes. Now it's time to talk about the best products. Mm, The best releases. Ooh. So I think definitely the dumb, good Nerf booth collab. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. The booth was great. The shirts were great. They had some shirts that looked like they were vintage, like 90s designs of Nerf ads. Oh, yeah. They had some newer hoodies that looked like they were like, they were new versions of old product, if that makes sense. Of like, it looked like merch that would have came out in the 90s, but it didn't look vintage and distressed. It just looked like, wow, I could have seen this coming out forever ago. It was awesome. I love that collab. The products, they had a wall of like Nerf guns. Mm -hmm. It just really immersed you. Um, Again. The Rello figure. Ah, the Rello figure was so good. Wish I could get it. And, you know, I've not given up on it yet, but I've also not committed $500 to it yet. So I am just out here hanging out in limbo. We'll see what happens there. Balling on a budget over here. Mm, Except I'm not balling. I'm just on a budget. (laughs) So the Rello figure was great. Scent Rocks figure was also super cool. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I wish there had been some left. And, you know, I'll keep an eye out. He's done a few different colorways of this same figure. And I have the Black Galaxy one that he did. So I didn't necessarily need another one. I mean, we didn't need anything we went there for. But, you know, it would have been nice to have another one, like a, a Complex Con exclusive to just sort of memorialize it 
Yeah, it, it's good to just look at a figure and think back to when you bought it, the time mm-hmm. that we were there. It would have really encapsulated the entire like weekend that we had there. So Definitely. I think that would have been great, you know, to pick up something. Uh, a big thing was the huge cause collection. Oh my gosh, yeah, it was insane. It was really cool to see a lot of the works that have come out over the lifespan of Cause career, from like the earliest figures to some of the latest stuff, to some of the rarest stuff, to some of the bare bricks. I mean, he had prints there as well. Some of the pieces of art that he's done. Just really cool to see that entire collection in one place, because unless you go to a cause exhibit at a museum or something like that, you know, when's the next time that you're going to see that much artwork by him in one place? That was the biggest thing I think I took away from the cause was being able to see these very rare exclusive things that you've only been able to see on your phone or in pictures to be able to actually see in person Mm -hmm. and be right up close and really admire the detail that it all took. That was just an amazing thing to experience. And kind of, I guess, like the last product that was really great probably because i mean we're in chicago it's complex con was the chicago bear champ yeah the bear champ that jc rivera did with the chicago boxing shorts which we weren't able to get at complex con but shout out to billy over at gallery f billy billy shout out to you you the man plug it in like a fan You made it rhyme. That was really nice. That's, that's right off the top. The dome, baby. So I think we might do another episode later on all the stores we went to Chicago. So we'll talk yeah. about it a little bit more there. But we were able to swing by Gallery F's shop on Monday in Chicago. And they had actually held on to a few of the figures. And they were nice enough to sell me one. So we got the bless up. I was really defeated on Sunday of like, man, I didn't get anything that I came here for. But... We were able to get it on Monday, and now it's happily on my shelf. Hey, the praises go up. The blessings come down. Thank you, baby. Chance, please don't sue us. I know you got a lot going on in your life right now, but just remember how happy you are from your wedding. The big day. Out now. Mm-hmm. Bam. Download. That was a plug for Chance. Are we getting paid by Chance? That was like, that That had double meaning. Like, are we getting paid by Chance the Rapper? Or is like, by Chance, are we getting paid? By Chance, we'll get paid by Chance. Zing. Okay. Zing. <laughs> I don't know if it's a zing. And let's put the in parentheses on this one. (laughs) So closing out, let's just look back at like, you know, the summary, the retrospect. What would we do differently? What was the overall experience? I think I would love if we went to another complex con in the future. Um, I don't know about you. I really enjoy. I mean, I love Chicago. I would like to go back to another Chicago one. Uh, If I'm going to a complex con, it's going to be Chicago. I really hope they do another one because that city, it's amazing. I think if you've been to Chicago, you understand what I'm talking about. If you've never been to Chicago, that's definitely a city I recommend. In the words of Pusha T, if you know, you know. That's from Tanner's favorite album. No, no, hold on. Don't don't (laughs) spread that. That's fake news, people. Fake news. So yeah, we'd love to go back to another one. The only difference being this time, I think we're both on the same page that we would want to go on a Saturday. My God, yes. And try and get early entry tickets. My God, yes. The only point of going on Sunday, I think, is if you have a two-day pass. But if you just get a Sunday pass, that's not even really worth it, or in my you, opinion. Or you just you want to be there for the experience and you don't care about the booths or, or picking something up. That's why you go on Sunday, just to be able to experience it. Or if like a musician you like is doing a set on Sunday, True. then yeah. that's maybe worth it as well. Well, but um, we were planning on going on Saturday when we had originally talked about this, but then I messed up and double booked myself for the weekend. So, Ryan, yeah, that's a whole nother story. Maybe we'll talk about later, but (laughs) we flew in Friday. I had to fly to San Antonio Saturday for a gig and then then, back to Chicago on Sunday. So, yeah. Hey, we made up those air miles. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe there's a frequent flyer account out there somewhere getting points. Hey, Um, hey, (laughs) (laughs) hey. So. Like you kind of mentioned, Chicago ComplexCon, 
was almost exclusively Chicago artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you are on the mindset of that was like your vibe. Oh, I love that. Uh, but you are like plugged in Chicago. You love all the artists. Uh, I think if they really want to make Complex Con a staple in Chicago, you got to open it up. Yeah. You got to get more, more big name brands. It was great, but this Chicago's Complex Con was almost like, I hope you like Chicago art. Yeah. And I think in the future, that's definitely the way to grow the size of the convention in Chicago. Yeah. I know, you know, myself personally and a few people we did talk to that were either artists in Chicago or people from Chicago. They all loved that it was Chicago artist centric. And maybe that's a good way to like do it your first year. I agree. Um, we've talked about a few different theories of, you know, maybe why Nike and Adidas weren't there. And maybe, you know, they usually do the Long Beach one, but they want to see what the Chicago one is like. So they'll sit out a year, see how it goes and maybe hop on next year. Yeah. But I do also think from Complex Con's perspective, whether it was intentional or not, to have your first year be very centric on Chicago brands and Chicago artists is a good way of showing like, hey, We don't want to just come in here and like, you know, culture vulture the whole situation. We don't want to come here and just like do our thing. We want this city to be part of the convention that we're doing. And like we want you guys to be like the focus of it and involved. I really hope that that was their mindset because, man, what a good way to start Complex Con in a new city than to say we are going to put the spotlight on Chicago because it is such a big culture hub. Uh, I thought it was great, and I and I hope that that was their mindset of this is this is how we're gonna start it. We're gonna start with a Chicago bang, but I hope moving forward they kind of open the doors to bigger names and other outside. Yeah, art. we hope that was their intention. Maybe their intention was actually, damn, we really want Nike to be here. <laughs> <laughs> They're real pissed. I think overall, in summary, we liked it. Happy we went. Some things we would do differently next time, but we're both excited to see the future of Complex Con in Chicago and where it goes. My review, Complex Con, good. Oh, that's it. That's simple. Do they have a Yelp? Yeah. <laughs> I like when I like, I maybe set you up for a joke and you just kind of, you go with it. You just kind of set it down. <laughs> and put the and lid on that one. Down. Water's not boiling yet. What does that mean? all right so that's another episode of state of the shunyan thank you for listening thank you for tuning in i mean i guess you're not tuning in that's like a radio setting that's like when people say we're live on the air like you know we're rolling the tape none of that's happening anymore it's all digital baby shit so i'm your co-host ryan landry (laughs) and i'm your co-host tanner young take care like a care bear oh you got anything else you want to add No. Yeah, the silence is going to be great. Thanks for that. Shout out Presley. Shout out Mimi. Shout out production assistant Mason. Shout out to our encouragement Vanessa. Aww. Kawaii. See you soon. No. No.